And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. I can see you right now in the kitchen, bending over a hot stove, but I can't see the stove. Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? The shadow knows. <laughs> Would you mind telling me whose brain I did put in? And you won't be angry? I will not be angry. Abby someone. Abby someone. Abby who? Abby normal. What do you do, Carl? Carl is a inventor slash entrepreneur. Yeah, I'm still looking for that home run, you know? I mean, when I saw the iPod first time, I was like, man, I gotta kick myself. That was so hard on him. What's your name? Carl's my name. Atomic batteries to power. Turbines to speed. Roger, ready to move out. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the loquacious Lisa Wolf. In this hour, we'll present a 1943 classic radio episode of The Great Gildersleeve, starring Hal Perry. But first, it's Beat the Host. In order to beat the host, a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Ray must correctly answer more true or false trivia questions about Halloween than I, although we're working as a team, right? Right, although that's not going to be the format for today's show. Okay. So you can't read your script this time. Please say hello to Ray. <laughs> Hi, Ray. Hi, Ray. Are you there, Ray? I'm here. All right. We can hear you. How are you, my friend? Good. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Well, thank you for calling in. We're going to have a little Halloween trivia, and I'm going to ask you guys some questions, and we're going to have a little bit of fun and see if you guys can jointly come up with an answer and um, see what we can learn about Halloween. All right. Well, ask Ray, and then I'll be the lifeline. No, that's not how it's going to work. I'm okay. <laughs> this is my segment. She never, <laughs> never takes direction at all. No. So I'm going to ask both of you, and you right. guys can come up with one answer. You know, sort of like Family Feud. You know, you all get oh, together, and you, you, you come feud. up with the answer. Ray, we're the family. You're the family together right, today. Here we go. Okay, guys. The first... Wait. I'm sorry, what'd you say? Well, I got it on speakerphone, and my wife's here. Can she? Uh, Absolutely, yeah, of course. Yes, it's it's going more to be a, literally a family affair here. Yeah, more than merrier. Okay, what's your wife's name? Lynn. All right, Lynn. Let's do Hi, this. Lynn. The first jack o' lanterns were made out of what? First jack o' lanterns were made out of what? Yes, correct. That is the question. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. What do you guys think? I have a guess, but what do you guys think? Uh. Wood? That's what I was going to say. You guys are going to say wood? That's what I was going to say. All right. Well, I'll give you collective not correct, oh. um, but I will teach you that. Oh, the f- wait a minute. Whoops, wrong. <laughs> the first jack-o'-lanterns were made in Ireland, and they were made out of hollowed-out turnips. Really? Yes. Hollowed-out turnips? Turnips. Have you ever had a turnip? No, okay. I don't think I have. Me neither. Okay. <laughs> Ray and Lynn, have you ever eaten a turnip? No, but I saw him at the farmer's market last week. Ah, well, you can make a jack-o'-lantern yes, on him, apparently. you can hollow it out. There apparently. you go. <laughs> All right, guys. According to legend, a unibrow, tattoos, and a long middle finger are all signs of what Halloween creature? 
<laughs> what? A unibrow? A unibrow. Tattoos. Tattoos and a long middle finger uh-huh. are signs of what Halloween creature? Oh, I have an idea. Let's see what I Ray... I don't know. That sounds bad. A long middle finger. Doesn't it? <laughs> what do you think, Lynn? Uh, he's, uh... Maybe a pirate or something? I I think a witch. I think a witch. You like that? Are you guys going to go with witch? I'm sorry. Oh, it's not a pirate either? Um, No, it would be a werewolf. A werewolf? Yes. Oh, right. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. If you want to keep spirits out of your home on Halloween, what should you sprinkle on your doorstep? Oh. Hmm. Garlic? What? Vampires. Lynn said garlic. Well, garlic doesn't really sprinkle, so so think about that word. I think I know. What do you think? I think it's salt. Salt? You guys want to go with salt? Yeah, okay. We're going to go with salt because that is absolutely correct. Wow, really? I got one? You got one. So the the key word was sprinkle there, just so you know. Salt can be laid around the boundaries of a room to prevent spirits and demons from entering. Right, they they don't like the salt. They don't like the salt, right? (laughs) Exactly. All right, this is my favorite one. Ready? According to superstition, if you stare into a mirror at midnight on Halloween, what will you see? (laughs) <laughs> not your reflection? Well, I don't know. What do you guys think? At midnight, oh. if you stare into a mirror on At Halloween. midnight on Halloween, what will you see? Uh, any idea, you guys? Lynn says ghost. Mm. You want to go with that? I say your soul. Okay, well, unfortunately, none of those are correct, but maybe you should try this, Carl, because... Yeah, it makes me look thinner. No, you will see your future spouse. <laughs> okay. That's so maybe good. you could learn something. Yeah. I thought I'd maybe look thinner. Maybe it was like one of those clown mirrors. Uh, no. That's what I was hoping right, for. Right. Not exactly. I have clown mirrors all through my house. I look really good in the house. <laughs> when you look like a clown, you I look, look really I just good. Look thin. <laughs> That's fantastic. In your dreams, right? Yeah. And it's the great pumpkin, Charlie Brown. Right. Who does Linus mistake for the great pumpkin? Hmm. Ray, Lynn, do you know? Charlie Brown's head. Remember Linus? That's a good answer. Okay. Charlie Brown's head. Snoopy. Hmm. So who does Linus mistake for the great pumpkin? You guys just give me one answer and, and I'll let you know. What do you think? I'm gonna I'll go with Ray what Ray said. Which with which answer? Charlie are we Brown's head. Um, it's not Charlie Brown's head. So Linus sees a shadowy figure rising from the patch, right? Right, I remember and that. And he assumes Is the Snoopy? great pumpkin has arrived, but it's Snoopy. Oh well, Lynn had it. Lynn said yeah, Snoopy. So she yells at Linus, Lynn get, and it's Lynn Snoopy. Gets it. She does. You don't. No, I know. <laughs> Last question. Let's All see right. if we can do this. What movie mm-hmm. convinced people to get rid of their Ouija boards? Oh yeah. You know this one. Ouija boards are weird and scary. I know. And creepy. I know. Um, we used to have one when we were kids. Ah, what do you guys think? I, do you know? I, do you guys have a guess? I have a guess. The Exorcist? Ooh, might be. Um, I I think it was... Um, gosh, what was that movie? Um, what is it? Amityville Horror? 
Yeah, I'm going to say Amityville Horror too. Well, I'm going to go with Ray's original answer, The Exorcist, because that is absolutely wow, correct. Correct. So during World War One, almost every household in the U.S. had a Ouija board, but um, and they even in World outs- War One. No, 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 no. World during II. World War One, it said in 1922. Yeah. Ouija board sales outsold Monopoly. Wow. But The Exorcist stopped the Ouija fad. And after watching the movie, many people destroyed their boards. They were afraid. Yeah. Right? Because there's a scene where she's yep. playing that? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's right. There's a scene with the Ouija board in wow, that movie. Wow, that's right. Yes. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. The same. Wow. You guys did pretty, pretty good. Really good. Super great. All right, Ray and Lynn, I'm going to send you a uh, four-CD set of the Twilight Zone radio dramas for playing the game. Thanks so much, you guys, and yeah. happy Halloween. I hope it's a great one. Yeah. Oh, oh, that scared me. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back with the Great Gildersleeve. Stick around. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, this is Hollywood 360, and we're here every week. Playing all your favorite classic radio shows. This is our Halloween Spooktacular. We are uh, we're on a hundred radio stations across the country, and uh, we play comedy, we play mystery, detective, westerns, dramas, scary, scary shows like Inner Sanctum in the last uh, last hour. But in this hour, we have a comedy, but it is Halloween related. In fact, it's uh, takes place at the Gildersleeve home. And uh, they are, uh, like, uh, having a Halloween party. It's going to be great, right? Uh, Leroy gets into some mischief, and uh, Judge Hooker and uh, Leroy and Gildersleeve are bobbing for apples. So I I wish I was there. I wish I I was at this party. We're almost invited to the party just from listening to it. We'll be a little fly in the wall. And this actually uh, was broadcast on Halloween, October 31st. You ready for this date? 1943. Mm. Wow. We were uh, we were in the middle of the war. We a uh, couple of years into the war at this point, World War II. And uh, a lot of these shows always, uh, you know, they would talk about the war and rationing and things like that. And even some of the parquet margarine commercials were talking about rationing and things. Maybe they'll do that on this episode. Let's go back for a Halloween show now. Hal Perry starring... 1943 broadcast of The Great Gildersleeve. Kraft presents The Great Gildersleeve. (laughs) The Kraft Cheese Company also bring you the Kraft Music Hall every Thursday night. Present each week at this time Harold Perry as The Great Gildersleeve, written by John Whedon and Sam Moore. We'll hear from the great Gildersleeve in just a moment. Nowadays, society gives you the green light when you tip your plate of soup or mop up gravy with a dab of bread or leave your plate clean as a whistle. We wartime Americans have gladly discarded many wasteful rules of etiquette to make food fight for freedom. The all-important rule these days is waste no food, eat every scrap. Of course, one way to be sure that all the food you serve gets eaten is presented in tempting, appetizing ways. And I do know this. You'll enjoy bread rolls and muffins down to the very last crumb when they're spread with delicious parquet margarine. 
Oh, yes, ma'am. Parquet's delicate flavor really satisfies. Adds to your enjoyment of many fine foods. And since parquet margarine is so very high in energy value, it's really a wonderful aid to good family nutrition. Remember, too, that each pound of parquet contains 9,000 units of important vitamin A. So get the nutritious spread that's known far and wide for its truly fine flavor. Buy parquet. That's P-A-R-K-A-Y. Parquet margarine made by Kraft. Now let's see what goes on at the home of the great Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve. It's Saturday evening, the day before Halloween, and his niece is giving a dance. All afternoon, he's been rolling up carpets, putting extra leaves on the dining room table, carrying out furniture and carrying it in again. But now that the heavy work is done, he finds himself brushed aside. After an early makeshift supper, he wanders forlornly out to the kitchen to watch last-minute preparations there. Oh, what are you making there, Bertie? Frosting? Yes, sir. Say, that looks mighty good. You mind if I just... Come on. Ah, ah, ah. Mr. Gillsleep, a man can lose a finger that way. Mm, mm, mm. It's wonderful, though, Bertie. Say, don't you think you've beaten that about enough? Ain't sure if it's stiff enough. Oh, well, I'll just see. Uncle Maud, really? Just tasting it, my dear. Mr. Gillsleep, if you keep tasting, there ain't gonna be frosting enough to put in your eye. Who wants it in his eye? You'd like to put a little on a piece of bread now. Oh, Lord, go out and play. Let's go out and play. Bertie, don't you think it's about time we took another peek at that cake? Cake? I'll do it. Stay away from that oven. Oh, oh excuse me, Mr. Gillsleeve, but you want that cake to fall? Uh, I was just trying to help. Run along, Uncle Mord. I'll look at the cake, Bertie. You eat it. If some of the people don't get out of this kitchen, I'm going to go clean out of my mind. Well, Bertie, I was just Well, you to... more trouble than all the rest of them. <laughs> Want me to fix a party? You got to give me a chance. I ain't no Superman. No, sir. All I got is two hands. Pain to come in here, uh, track and dirt. Come on, Marjorie. Down. I think I Bertie wants to be alone. Let's go in the other room. After you. <laughs> oh, Leroy, for heaven's sake. I am Frankenstein the Wolf Man. I eat up little girls. Let go. I walked with a zombie, the undying monster, the living dead. Stop that and take off that mask. It's only me, Unc. Did I scare you? Yes. I don't know how you expect to scare anybody. You've been going around in that rig scaring people for a week. Oh, I'm just practicing being horrible. You don't need any practice. (laughs) Uncle Mort, you make him promise to keep away from my party. I just know he's going to... Oh, oh, that's probably for me. Don't worry, glamour puss. I wouldn't be caught dead at your party. Hello? Is that you? No, it's me. Oh, I couldn't tonight, Lester. No, I'm sorry. No, I couldn't possibly. Why don't you tell him you're giving a party and he's not invited? Shut up, Leroy. Let her alone, Leroy. Pardon the interruption. Brad again. Go on, tell me all about it. I don't know what kind of a Halloween party this is anyway. No games, no pumpkins. What did you used to do on Halloween, Unc? Oh, we did a lot of things, my boy. Made jack-o'-lanterns, bobbed for apples. Pretty corny. (laughs) What else? Well, uh, (laughs) we had one little trick. Yeah? What was it? Well, we used to take two buckets of water. Yeah? And when it got dark, we'd put them on each side of somebody's front walk, and we'd tie them together with a piece of cord across the walk, and then when somebody came along... Well, you can imagine. (laughs) Hey, that's great. Uh... It was a very thoughtless, wicked thing to do, Leroy. <laughs> I hope you will never do anything like that. Are you kidding? <laughs> I mean it. Somebody might trip and hurt themselves badly. Remember that. Yes, sir. 
There's one other thing to remember. What's that? Only fill the buckets halfway. It won't work if they're full. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Go to the door, somebody. I'm on the phone. Well, get off it. I'll go. Oh, I've got to hang up now. Goodbye, Lester. Yeah, so much for Lester. It's Wally Hoff. Uh, Wally Hoff. Well, the kid himself. Hiya, Junior. What are you supposed to be? Frankenstein. Oh, blow me down. Talk to Wally, will you, Uncle Mort? I'll be right down, Wally. I've got to run up and put on some lipstick. What for? It's coming right off. <laughs> Ah, uh, take these records, will you, son? And don't drop them. Cu- got a couple of real oldies there. Red nickels. Gosh. Uh, uh, Mr. Hoff, my name is Gildersleeve. I'm Marjorie's uncle. Oh, hi. Heard a lot about you. I've heard a lot about you, too. Favorable, I trust. Anybody tuning tune this so-called piano lately? Young man, that's a Wembley. Hmm, not bad. Hey, Wally, I can play a boogie bass now like you showed me. Look. Hey, that's not it. Look out. I didn't do it right. Let me just... Look out. Let me at it. Like music, Mr. Gildersleeve? I like music, yes. Mr. Hoff, would you mind telling me something? Not at all. Shoot. That sweatshirt you're wearing, is that customary these days? At dances, I mean? What else? In my day, we wore tuxedos. And we didn't wrestle. We danced. Oh, your day, your day. Your day is over, Uncle Mort. Yes, yes, I guess it is. Well, don't stop, Wally. Give out. What'll it be, gorgeous? Oh, anything at all. Only give. The party's dying and it hasn't even started. Uncle Mort, I don't want to be rushing you, but the gang will be here any minute. I can take a hint. Well, take Leroy with you. Why don't you see if Mrs. Ransom's doing anything tonight? Maybe I will and maybe I won't. Oh, that's it. Play that. On with the dance. Let joy be unrefined. Oh, brother, even in my... Come on, Frankenstein. This is no place for us. Gosh, it's dark out, isn't it? Uh, Wally Hoff. He's a swell piano player, Unc. You stick to Bach. That sounds like Piggy. Hey, Pig, wait up! That's his signal. See you later, Uncle. Wait a minute. Yeah? I won't ask you to keep out of mischief, Leroy. Just keep out of jail. (laughs) Okay. Where are you going, Mrs. Ransom? Never mind. Run along. Hey, Pig! Wait for Frankenstein! Nobody's going to tell me what I'm going to do. If I want to call on Leela, I will. And if I don't, I won't. Just hope she's in, that's all. Throckmorton, you mustn't do that Yeah, but it's Halloween, Leela No, it's not Tomorrow's Halloween I know, but they're celebrating it tonight What are you doing, Leela? Well, I had this date for tonight But at the last minute I was unable to go on account of a headache Oh, that's too bad Yes Well, perhaps some other time Oh, I feel much better now Oh, you do? Uh-huh. Isn't that lucky? Will you go to the movies with me? Well, I don't know about tonight's Rock Mountain. I'm just scared to death of ghosts and witches and all. Oh, don't worry. I'll be with you. Uh, promise you'll stay close to me and protect me? I'd like to see the ghost that you get between us. <laughs> <laughs> Slight wait inside for all seats. Oh, he says they'll be waiting, Sraad Martin. How many, please? How long will we have to wait, miss? The next complete showing will begin at 9.53. How many, please? 9.53? That's half an hour, Leela. Do you want to wait? Oh, I don't know. 
Well, what do you think? I don't know. What do you think? Oh, make up your mind. Stepping to one side, please. Keeping the line moving, please. Shutting the mouth, please. Shrock, <laughs> Martin. Well, they can't push me around. Evidently, our patronage is not wanted here, Leela. Let's go somewhere else. Ah, you hear the quality of that uh, Gildersleeve show there, Lisa? I sure do. Direct from the NBC transcription disc. And uh, we have almost all of the Gildersleeve radio shows in our library. We have over 100,000 classic radio shows direct from the master recordings. And our Gildersleeves are really great. Um, We have a club, and I know a lot of our uh, listeners have heard about this, but we have a club called the Classic Radio Club. It's one of the sponsors of this show, and uh, when you join the club, you are sent 10 pristine, and I'm talking the best quality classic radio shows every single month. 10 shows along with liner notes, photos of the stars, plus our entire podcast. You get this show, the full five-hour show, each week emailed to you every Monday. So 10 shows a month in the club, plus the podcast. You can learn all about the Classic Radio Club. You can get these digitally sent to you or on CD. And uh, they make great gifts. Uh, Christmas is coming up, Lisa. The holidays are right around the corner. A lot of people do sign up uh, friends and family members to the club. Yeah, it's a really nice gift because it's something that continues every single month. So it's kind of a nice way to remember your loved ones. Every month you'll get the 10 shows. They'll appreciate you every month. That's true. That is absolutely true. Plus, you'll get the podcast. So to learn all about the Classic Radio Club, we'd sure love you to join. Go to ClassicRadioClub.com. That is ClassicRadioClub.com. In the very first month, to try it all out, it's only a dollar. We want to... uh, have you experience it for only a dollar, and uh, I know you'll love it. We have a lot of members in the Classic Radio Club, very, very proud to say. All right, when we come back from uh, the short break, we'll have the conclusion to the Great Gildersleeve Halloween Show, plus this month in music history. So stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. Hey, Mike. So check this out, right? We're sitting here. Lisa and I are sitting here in the break. And she took a like a Snapchat. Is that what it is of us? 
she took a picture to, to post of us, right? So then she asks me, what should I write? So I, I said, let me think about it. So then I think about it, and I said, here, write this. And then she, and then she goes, and then she changes it all. Yeah, so I took why what you me? said, and it made it better. So then why ask me? Yours wasn't good. You know what? If, you, <laughs> if you're going to just change what I said to write, then, then, why, then why ask? I won't ask you're you change anymore. Me, you're going to change it I anyway. I realize it's this really is not what helpful it's like. This is what you. it's like working with Lisa oh, every I'm week. I'm familiar. I observe. You know what I'm saying? I right? observe. You know what I'm He's saying? It's really not that helpful. You, so you feel if me. If you want a job done right, Mike, you know. You feel me, right? Yes. On this? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We're not ganging up on her or anything. We're just stating, we're just stating the facts. She shows me a picture. She's like, what should I write? I said, let me think about it. I come up with something really good. And then she changes the whole thing. Right. Wasn't so that why good. why make me use my brain power? Right, I know it's a lot of brain. You know, it took a lot out why, of you. You know, have me even think about it. Yeah. I was doing other things. I had to stop because I, you know, while well, this is all true. Yeah, Lisa comes up with some pretty good stuff. Yeah, so, but she does go. have two brains. But don't ask I mean, me then. I just won't. do it. I won't. You're, you're no good. <laughs> just you're gonna change it anyway. Just do it, right, all right Mike? Carl? Okay. Maybe she wanted to see how much better of a, a line she could make. I out. mean, she changed the whole thing. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, For good reason. Uh, All right. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Yeah, hey. Yeah. Happy year. Happy, yeah. Quote happy Halloween. <laughs> All right, we're listening to the Great Gildersleeve broadcast, uh, funny show, October 31st, Halloween night, 1943. Here's the conclusion. Declare, Throckmorton, I've never seen Summerfield so crowded. Why don't these people stay home nights? Well, I suppose we could at least drop in here and get a soda. Would you like a soda? I don't know. Would you? Oh, I don't know. Did you? Oh, look, a little boy in a mask. Well, uh, that's more like it. That's the first real sign of Halloween. Oh, well, what's that thing he's swinging around? Oh, that's a sock filled with flour. Oh, we used to have more fun with those. Oh, he isn't going to hit somebody with it. <laughs> what do you think it's for? Uh, <laughs> hello, little boy. Uh, hello there, Sonny. What's your name? <laughs> oh, cat got your tongue, huh? You're not piggy banks, are you? You're not going to hit anybody with that, are you, little boy? Yes, careful now. Careful how you swing that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If you go away, I'll give you a nickel. Listen, if you hit anybody... Look out now. If you're piggy banks, I'll tell your mother. Did you hear what I said? If you come near me with that, I'll... <laughs> come back here, you. I dare you. <laughs> Let me brush you off, Rockmore. Well, I think you might show a little more consideration, Leela. <laughs> oh, but you look so funny, darling. Come on, let's go in and get a soap. Well... Well, hello, Mrs. Ransom. Oh, good evening, Mr. Peavy. And Mr. Gildersleeve. Well, has it been snowing out? <laughs> no, it hasn't been snowing. The lady here would like a soda. Well, aren't you going to have anything, Frockmore? I got something. Oh, well, if you're not going to have anything, I'm not going to have anything. All right. Soda for me, too. Chocolate. Chocolate, it shall be. How have you been, Mr. Peavy? Oh, just fine, Mrs. Ransom, just fine. Uh, you two been out doing the town? Well, if you could call it that. Halloween isn't what it used to be, Peavy. No, Mr. Gildersleeve, it isn't. And maybe it's just as well. Why? Well, I remember one Halloween. Why, Harry, it's a lucky thing we didn't all land in jail. Well, what did you do, Mr. Peavy? Well, you know how boys are, Mrs. Ransom. I remember it was a dark night like this one. I 
It, it was out at old Mr. Thatcher's house, crabby old fellow. Maybe you remember the house, Mr. Gilson. Oh, yes, I remember. Well, we'd planned this thing for weeks, and it was dark, as I say, so we appointed one boy as a lookout, and then we hid in the bushes till the coast was clear. Oh, yeah? Go on. Then when we got the signal... We sneaked across the lawn. Yeah. We tiptoed up the front steps. Uh-huh. Crawled on our hands and knees across the porch. Yeah. And stuck a pin in his doorbell. <laughs> P.B., you didn't. Yes, sir, and I want to tell you, I got out of there just fast as my legs would carry me. P.B., I wouldn't have believed it if you hadn't told me yourself. Well, I, I'll be honest with you, Mr. Gildersleeve. I, I didn't actually stick the pin in the bell myself. Oh? I stayed behind in the bushes. But if they ever found out that that pin came out of my lapel... It just came out of my Throckmorton, you know what I think? Know what? I think we ought to have a Halloween party, an old-fashioned one where you bob for apples and stick pins and things. But it's too late, Leela. Oh, no, it's not. Tomorrow's Halloween, really. We could have it at your house. But, Leela... Oh, don't be an old killjoy. Now, who we have? Oh, you come on to Mr. Peavy. Well, I'm afraid I wouldn't be able to, Mrs. Ransom. You see, Mrs. Peavy gets a little nervous around Halloween, so I usually stick pretty close to home till it blows over. Oh, too bad. Well, there, there's Judge Hooker. We'll have to have the judge. Yeah, for laughs. Now, who else? Well, we ought to have another girl. Oh, do you think we need to? Uh, for the judge. You know, the old goat likes to think he's Sir Walter Raleigh. Oh, well, who can we get? I don't seem to know many women somehow. Oh, well, there's a Miss, um... Goodwin, I think her name is. Goodwin? I don't seem to recall. Uh, I only know her slightly. Oh, well, how does it happen I've never heard you mention her before? Well, I say I know her. I've met her, that's all. She's the principal of the school. Oh, a school teacher. Yeah, a school teacher. Oh, well, that sounds perfect for the judge. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, you know her, don't you, P.B.? Oh, yes. She's... Perfect for the judge. <laughs> yes, <laughs> perfect for the judge. Uh, she can't be that perfect. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I'd say that she was... <clears throat> Thanks for the sodas, Peavy. <laughs> Gotta be running along. Oh, but Throckmorton, I've hardly finished. Gotta get going before the crowd gets out of the movie. Oh, gracious, how you rush it, girl. Oh, forgot to pay. Peavy, did anybody ever tell you you talk too much? Oh, I know. Well, I... consider yourself told. Good night, Peavy. <laughs> Halloween is here at last, and the great Gildersleeve is ready for it, come what may. Leroy has carved a pumpkin, and Bertie has prepared some refreshments. Don't they teach you any poetry in school these days, Leroy? Oh, sure. I woke up in the morning and looked upon the wall. There was a flea and a bed bug having a game of ball. <laughs> Leroy, you didn't learn that poem in school. Oh, I did too. Piggy taught it to me during geography. Yes. Hi, George. I'm going to ask your teacher to change your seat. I can see Piggy's a bad influence on you. I doubt if Leroy's doing Piggy any good either. Oh, is that so? Who asked you to put in your two cents? Well, you're certainly just as bad as Piggy. I suppose his sister has been shooting off her big mouth. Leroy? She has not. Well, I could tell a few things about you and her and Wally Hoff. For instance... Quiet! I'm expecting guests here any minute. You think I want them to walk into this kind of a cat and dog fight? Well, he's out of it. Stop it. Now, I'll finish it. I'll not have this kind of goings on. Leroy, where are you going? Out on the porch. What for? Oh, to light the jack-o'-lantern. Oh. Well, that's all right, then. It's a very good idea. 
to make a cheery welcome for my guests. Uh, what are your plans, Marjorie? Would you like to stay here and enjoy a little old-fashioned Halloween fun for a change? Oh, gee, do I have to? Certainly not, my dear. What were you thinking of doing this evening? Well, Wally and I were going down to Brownie's Beanery for a while. Some of the gang's going to be there. Uh, I certainly dislike that boy. Oh, he grows on you, Uncle Moore. Why, George, you won't get a chance to grow on me. <laughs> Hi ho. Well, I'll have a real Halloween anyway. I'll see how Leroy's coming with the jack o' lantern. Uh, real Halloween air. Gosh, dark as a pants pocket out here. Where is that kid? Oh, uh, Leroy! Hi, Unc. <laughs> I didn't see you, Leroy. Confound it. How many times have I told you it's not funny to scare people? I wasn't trying to scare you. You called me and I answered. Well, all right, but be careful. Why haven't you lit the jack-o'-lantern? The, the wind keeps blowing out the matches. Nonsense. There's no wind at all tonight. It comes in puffs. <laughs> well, give me those matches and I'll show you how a woodsman lights a fire. Where's the woodsman? Just watch me. Okay. Say, isn't this Judge Hooker coming? Where? I don't see anybody. Oh, well, it may be at that. Hello, Judge. Hi, Gildy. Yeah, trust him to get here first. Hi, Judge. Hello, Leroy. Hey, I'm Scott Morton. Happy Halloween. Am I the first one? Oh, no. It works. Leroy here. <laughs> Confounded Gildersleeve, what's the idea? It wasn't my idea, Judge, but anyway, happy Halloween. <laughs> Just stand here by the fire, Judge, and you'll be dry in no time. Doggone that kid. <laughs> now, Judge, boys will be boys. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if you put him up to it. Why, Horace. You laughed. Well, I couldn't help it. I'm always laughing. Now, cheer up, Judge. Well, maybe that's my girl. Your girl? Miss Goodwin. What makes you think she's your girl? All right, I'm easy to please. I'll take Leela. Oh, no, you won't. Leela's my girl, you old goat. Rather be a goat than a hog. <laughs> Come in. We were just talking about you. I knew it. I could feel my ears burning. Yeah, they're still pink at that. <laughs> uh, let me take your coat. Oh, thank you. Oh, my, the house looks lovely. I think Halloween decorations are so exciting, don't you? I certainly do. Oh, good evening, Horace. Good evening, Leela. What a wonderful idea, coming in your old clothes. I just love old clothes parties. This is my new suit, Leela. Or it was when I left home. Oh. Well, what happened? Gildersleeve's little nephew played a Halloween prank that soaked me to the skin. Oh, how awful. That doesn't sound like Leroy Throckmorton. It's my idea of Leroy. Oh, mercy. The judge might have caught pneumonia. Oh, don't worry about me, Leela. I'm a pretty tough old rooster. Oh, well, let's forget all about it and have a nice Halloween. Uh, where's your lady friend, Horace? Miss Goodwin? Oh, she's not my lady friend. Not according to... Now, Horace, can't you take a joke? <laughs> Seems to me I'm being asked to take a good many this evening. Uh, that must be Miss Goodwin now, Judge. Why don't you go and let her in? Well, thank you. Uh, what did Horace mean about her not being his lady friend, Throckmorton? Oh, nothing. Just his peculiar sense of humor. Ah. Uh. Uh, ah, good evening, Miss Goodwin. Good evening, Judge Hooker. So nice to see you again. Permit me to take your rest. Throckmorton? Yes, Leela? I thought you said she was a school teacher. She is, Leela. Well, she dresses like the school teacher's an esquire. <laughs> <laughs> now, Leela. Here we are. 
This is Ransom. May I present Miss Goodwin? How do you do? It's so nice to meet you. Good evening, Throckmorton. Well. Uh, hello, Eve. Well. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me, Miss Goodwin, and you were such old friends, Throckmorton? Well, <laughs> Since he's been on the school board, we've seen a good deal of each other, Mrs. Ransom. Ah, she. Well, well. <laughs> Nothing so much fun as a Halloween party, is there? Or is there? <laughs> the right technique for apple bobbing, Judge. You have to follow the apple right down to the bottom and get your teeth in it. Oh, I could never do that. I'd ruin my hair. I wouldn't mind. Let me try it. Well! Uh, yes, I'll show you, Eve. Stand back, everybody. Wait a minute, Gildy. Wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, you will now witness a death-defying exhibition by Throckmorton P. Gildersleeve diving into one foot of water from the stupendous height of Six inches. <laughs> oh, Horace, you simply a scream. I declare I think you're funnier than Bob Hope. Well, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. Yeah, neither would I. Look, I'll show you now how to get the apple. How you doing, Gildy? Oh, Mercy's Rock Mountain. Come up for air. You'll drown. Don't worry about it, Mrs. Ransom. He has wonderful breath control. Well... <laughs> Sleeve. You look exactly like a roast pig. <laughs> I know what we ought to do now. Let's tell ghost stories. Oh, that's a wonderful idea, Eve. I know a real thriller. Oh, ghost stories never scare me. Well, it'll scare you if we turn out the lights. Turn off the lights, will you, Judge? All right. There. I'm still not a bit scared. Uh, you will be. Once there was an old haunted house way out on the edge of a swamp. <laughs> there was a ghost in the house who was trying to find his murdered wife. And he used to go through the house every night at midnight saying, Ooh, 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 ooh. ooh I'm frightened already. Yeah, I'm a little nervous myself. Oh, poo. Yeah. <laughs> well, one night, some hunters were passing near the house when it got real dark. And not knowing the reputation of the place, they decided to spend the night there. So they went up to the door... And just then... Oh, Throckmorton, this is silly. I think it's fun. Uh, I know a game that's lots more fun in the dark than telling ghost stories. Uh, oh? Well, what is it, Leela? Sardines. Yeah. I never heard of it. Never heard of sardines? No. Oh, well, the way you play it, one person hides in the dark, and then all the others try to find him. Or her. And uh, when you find the person, you don't say anything. You just stand as close to him as you possibly can till all the others find you. That's sardines. Oh, well, I can see it's got possibilities. <laughs> yeah, let's try it. Miss Goodwin, why don't you be the first to hide? Well, 
Morris, I suggested the game. Now, you can hide next. Yeah, very fair, Judge. Go ahead and hide, Eve, while I count 50. <laughs> well, I, I don't know any places, but... Oh, all right. All right. One of the... 45, 46, 47, 48, 49, 50. All right, Eve, here we come. Uh, who left that chair there? You doggone it! <laughs> the judge is having a little trouble, too, I can see. <laughs> uh, what's this? <laughs> now, Throckmorton. Who is it? You ought to know. What am I supposed to do now? Stand close to me. Huh? Uh, can't stand any closer, can I? <laughs> What's going on here, anyhow? Hey, no fair turning on the lights. Throckmorton Gildersleeve. Now, Leela. Well, if I'd known there were this kind of people in the game, I never would have suggested it. Mrs. Ransom. Don't you try to shush me. I wonder if you'd mind taking me home, Judge. But, Eve, the party's just begun. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's all over. Now, wait a minute. Leela, please. Eve, please, Leela. Oh, who invented Halloween anyway? Leela, you don't understand. I understand very well, Throckmorton. Take me home, please. But they've all gone, Leela. I want to explain. There's nothing to explain. I turn the lights on and I find you pawing that school teacher. Leela, if you could just listen. Let go of my arm, please, Throckmorton. Will you open the door for me? Oh, God. Thank you. Now, do you want me to walk home by myself? I'll take you if you're really determined. Leela. School teacher. She must be a fine school teacher. Well, she is. Oh, that's right. Stick up for her. I'm not sticking up for her. She didn't do anything. I I thought she was you. Throckmorton, that's a ridiculous bare-faced fib. She's wearing Chanel number no. five, and I always use Shalimar. Well. Leela, I don't know one perfume from another. To me, they both smell good. I don't care to hear any more, Throckmorton. Oh, oh, look out! <laughs> oh, my goodness. You can't leave me here in this... Wait till I get my hands on Leroy. Don't blame Leroy, Gildy. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Music heard on this program was out of the direction of Claude Sweeten. This is Ken Carpenter speaking for the Kraft Cheese Company and inviting you to be with us again next week for the further adventures of the Great Gildersleeve. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Whenever I hear Shirley Mitchell there, she played Leela Ransom, um, I got to stand right next to her at a microphone playing Leroy in a reenactment of The Great Gildersleeve. And next to me, so it was Shirley Mitchell at a microphone. I think I was on the same microphone with her because we were about the same height. (laughs) (laughs) And then Willard Waterman, who played Gildersleeve later. This was Hal Perry on this broadcast. But Willard Waterman, who was very tall, like 6'5", he was standing next to me on his own microphone playing Gildersleeve. You weren't about the same height as he is? No, No. came up to about his belly button. Right. And we... um, we did a reenactment. There was other actors on, on the stage as well. We did a reenactment 
of The Great Gildersleeve, and I was Leroy. And uh, we did that in Cincinnati, Ohio. And I know for a fact someone has a video of that. I wish I had a video of that. How great would that be? Mm -hmm. I'm thinking this was definitely in the 80s, the late 80s. Um, but what a what a treat. And I'll never forget meeting her, Shirley Mitchell. She's such a sweet lady. Willard Waterman, great guy. We had a blast. Um, that was the uh, Halloween edition of The Great Gildersleeve, October 31st, 1943. Hal Perry starring. Hope you enjoyed that. Time now for This Month in Music History. And we are continuing with 1972. Let's see if you recognize this song. Elvis. Yes. And it's called. Um. <laughs> That's a big clue right there. <laughs> oh, come on, Carl. I don't remember. This is remember. Burning Love. Oh, Burning Love. So this is by Elvis Presley, originally recorded by country artist Arthur Alexander. Did you know that? No. So Elvis Presley had a major hit with this song. It became his biggest hit single in the United States since Suspicious Minds, which was 1969. He could sing, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) That's an understatement. Oh, man. Elvis Presley. Love it. All right. Thanks, Lisa. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. In our next hour on our Halloween Spooktacular, we'll have Suspense starring Peter Lorre. Ooh, Lisa. And we'll also play Name That Tune, right? That's right. So if you are a fan of country music and crossovers, well, Ah. these are country songs that have crossed over into the pop category. All right. So if this is you and you feel like you know a little something or two about country or pop music, give us a call. Play right now, 312-642-5600. We're looking for caller number eight. You'll have no problem beating me in this category. I never really have that problem. All right. We'll see you in a bit. Stick around. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. 